Hey friends, I have another episode of Playlisted for you, although it is not the one I had planned originally. I recorded a podcast with my friend Paul, and somehow my computer has decided to completely betray me and delete that file. So eventually we'll have to re-record that, and and we'll do that at a later date. But until then, um, I thought I would at least get something out there, and... um, at the moment, I am sitting in this beautiful room with these huge windows overlooking Lake Joseph in the Muskokas. This is basically where um, people in Toronto have cabins, I'm uh, sorry, cottages, and they go cottaging and have their kind of vacation summer home. Um, so I am lucky enough to be in this place right now, and so I thought I would allow my view and context to inspire the recording of a podcast episode. Uh, I was planning on trying to record this outside, but there are a few too many creatures of the lake making sounds at the moment. Uh, So instead I'm inside and I'm looking at this gorgeous view and I thought, uh, I started thinking about the way that different bodies of water are represented in music. And there are, you know, so many songs that reference, especially oceans uh, or the seas, and they often will talk about uh, the ocean as this, you know, huge, powerful force. They'll talk about it uh, as a metaphor for death. They'll talk about the ocean as a way to um, kind of situate yourself uh, in the grand scheme of things, kind of like the ocean being so big and, and you're just this tiny little drop. There's so many different ways that musicians use the ocean. And I started to wonder um, how musicians use the lake. And there are not nearly as many songs that specifically reference lakes. However, there are a few, and some of the ones I thought of are some of my favorite songs right now. So I thought how appropriate to talk about lakes and music about lakes while I'm here enjoying a brief retreat away from the city, sitting by a lake. The first lake song I have for this episode is actually just called Lake Song, so it seemed like a pretty good choice uh, by the Decemberists, who I really haven't listened to much since my weird, angsty college indie rock phase. Decemberists uh, were a band that I kind of appreciated, uh, just, I mean, the uh, vocal tone and and also just like vocabulary, which really, really shows up in this song almost too pretentious point, but uh, they've never been a band that I super, super connected to. Um, this song is great, though. It's really fun, kind of captures, uh, I think, a moment between these maybe summer lovers. Maybe it's a fling. We don't really know that much about it, but we have this very particular imagery that just brings us right into this moment, even though we don't know the larger context of, of their relationship. Um, but because of just kind of this uh, sense of angst and awkwardness. I feel like it's a really kind of a young, inexperienced, romantic connection of some kind. And I love that it is set by the lake. Um, it gives it it gives it that sense that maybe it's a summer fling, or like it's this, um, you know, they're they're two kids that know each other because they camp near each other, but they don't actually live in each other's real worlds. It has them. Uh, the very the very first pictures it has them walking down the beach and moving the rocks around and and kind of unearthing all these different beach creatures and 
uh, and smoking a cigarette uh, together. And I don't know, I, I picture my nephews and niece when we're camping together at the lake, you know, running off and, and meeting all the other young people and hanging out late at night at the docks, um, probably flirting up a storm. And it just kind of captures that particular uh, time in a year, but also time in life. Uh, and the lake experience does seem to be a really specific kind of experience. Like, uh, not only do lakes tend to be places of vacation, but they also tend to be more kind of community type of vacations. And maybe that's not always the case. I guess larger lakes tend to be uh, have their you know cabins or cottages further apart. But I guess I have in my mind this picture of this place that there's all these vacation homes near and the kids actually grow up together. This is totally a story that I'm projecting onto the song, but so be it. It's my podcast. That's what I get to do, right? Down by the lake, we were overturning pebbles and appending all the animals alive. I took a drag from your cigarette and pinched it between my finger and my thumb till it had died. And the sun burned low on the radio. Say that you will Say you will or will you won't or you Whatever you prevaricate your whole life, don't you? Speaking of just being open to interpretation, the next song that I have for us is by Bon Iver or Bon Iver, um, however you prefer to pronounce their name. And uh, this is the song Calgary, which this is about as close as I come to CanCon. It's not... Canadian whatsoever, but of course it's set in a Canadian city. Almost all the songs on Bonnie Iver's self-titled album are particular to place. And this one uh, actually mentions a lake. Actually, Justin Vernon, who basically is Bonnie Iver, writes the music. He loves to make reference to lakes. And usually it's just in passing, which it kind of is here too, but I think it plays a more interesting role in the song than in a couple of his other lake references. Um, But I do think it's super interesting uh, when I think about lakes or woods or kind of quiet places, I think of Justin Vernon and his songwriting. And part of that is because their debut album was actually written. Uh, He just kind of like closed himself up in in a cottage in the woods and wrote a bunch of music over a period of time. So I think that there is something that he connects his art and his songwriting very much to nature. Calgary, uh, I think the closest kind of connection for Justin Vernon was that he was dating, I don't know if he still is actually, uh, Kathleen Edwards, who's a singer-songwriter from Calgary, and I think that's kind of why he decided to write and include this on the album. And this song is a little bit different from Lake Song in that it gives us a particular setting, but that particular setting is Calgary, as opposed to some nondescript lake that sends me on a massive rabbit trail of thought. Um, but I also think instrumentally it sounds really different. When I think of uh, the way that lake song makes me feel, it makes me feel like a vacation lake um, with all the kind of acoustic sounding instruments, 
very clear vocals, lots of emotion, I guess. I don't know. Um, there's something about it that feels like it makes sense for that. Whereas this Bonnie Iver song, especially once he mentions the lake particularly, uh, it kind of is in the most chaotic moment of the song. There's a lot of sounds, a lot of noises, and it's a much more high energy. Whereas the rest of the song is a little bit more um, kind of laid back, uh, reflective, almost uh, nostalgic, I would say. Calgary is very nostalgic. the lake it's uh it is storming on the lake and um and so it also makes me wonder if the lake is always there in the background somehow uh if all of these verses are like little little pictures but always in the same place um and it's just only at the kind of climax of the song that we realize that there's a lake involved and for the other verses maybe it's just kind of there and it's kind of calm so it hasn't it hasn't drawn our attention to it um, but then all of a sudden when it's storming and your bodies are breaking the wake, um, it kind of pictures these these two people kind of staying strong in the midst of uh, maybe a chaotic moment in their lives. And yet we return to another much more calming, reflective verse. And so that, again, this is me totally loosely interpreting this song. But either way, I think it's a great song to include because... There's something really beautiful and also a little bit haunting. It reminds us that the lake is not just about our nostalgia um, and it's not just a location. It's just not it's not just uh, connected to vacation or beauty or whatever other connotations we have with lake. Um, but then also it's still a larger body of water that can be dangerous and kind of spooky at times. And plus, I just like the song and I like Justin Vernon a lot and so why not listen to it right the song that actually really made me want to do this playlist was Jamila Woods song LSD and I've been trying to work it into a playlist episode ever since her album Heaven came out which I've I know that I've already mentioned uh, in different episodes so I'm finally gonna include one of her songs here and this is probably one of my most frequently favorited song on the album, although I pick a new favorite every time I listen to it. But LSD stands for Lakeshore Drive, a, a road in Chicago that kind of goes along or parallel to Lake Michigan. And really this whole song is like a love song to Chicago, or at least um, it's a different kind of sh song about Chicago. I think she's actually wrestling with this common perception of Chicago being this really violent city 
and um, and all of these particular ideas that, that that surround the city of Chicago. And I think she's wrestling with this truth that her city it has its issues, like every large metropolitan center, or really any location on the planet. But she's writing this song that kind of draws out the the beauty of her city and tries to ask outsiders to see Chicago in a new light. And so Lakeshore Drive, it's not just about this highway. It has this repeated chorus. You gotta love me like I love the lake. You wanna love me? Better love the lake. A body of water inside me reminds me of oceans, though I've never known one. I'm born by a cold one. It's only a small one compared to the coast. I prefer it to most. I like water that don't burn my eyes. When they open, I won't let you criticize. My city like my skin, it's so pretty. If you don't like it, just leave it alone. You gotta love me like I love the lake You wanna love me, better love the lake You gotta love me like I love the lake You wanna love me, better love the lake You didn't think I really had it like that You ain't think we really had it like that You didn't think I really had it like that Matter of fact, we can swim in it I really like this song because it's about actually being formed by the place that you're from. And that seems to be a bit of a theme on the album is this, uh, the tension of your relationship with a place and how the place makes you who you are, but also it's not perfect. Like parents, I guess, you know, I really love it too, because there is even this consciousness of um, the fact that the ocean gets a little bit more love um, or attention and uh, there's this this sense of just pride in in her own experience that's shaped her. When I first heard that line, I, I mean, I loved it and I wanted to identify with it so badly. Even though, really, when I when I think about bodies of water that have shaped who I am and how I view the world, I was born and raised in British Columbia, and um, and so my whole uh, mindset. I mean, I went to lakes, uh, but but because we lived so close to the ocean and the ocean is such a larger force um, and it affects everything. It affects the way of life. Being near the ocean affects the kind of creatures that live near us. It affects the weather patterns. It affects the foliage and the food that we eat and, you know, all kinds of things. And so it tends to kind of overtake the consciousness of somebody who lives near it. But I think Jamila Woods kind of calls us to the consciousness of somebody who lives near a lake and specifically a, a large city um, by a lake with the, the song being named after a highway, essentially. And and so I think that's just really beautiful and really interesting. And I love this uh, sense of not just pride, but just ownership over this location and place that she has grown up and the way that that has shaped who she is. And so if um, somebody is going to love her, they need to learn to love this place that she's from because they're kind of one in the same. So speaking of a very particular place referenced in the song, um, I'm going to jump to uh, a musician that probably a lot of you have, have heard before, Sufjan Stevens. Um, as soon as I decided to make a playlisted episode about lakes, I was searching through his songs 
just because he earlier in his career he was going to write an album that was um, or he at least joked about writing an album that was inspired by each state in America and um, he began it with uh, Michigan and Illinois of course both Great Lake states and I mean from the same uh, area as Jamila Woods so I picked his song Carlisle Lake, which comes from kind of an odd album of Sufjan's, uh, Avalanche, which is almost like a weird remix album of Come On, Feel the Illinois, um, although not really, but it just it has a number of kind of reimagined versions of his song called Chicago. Anyway, also on it is uh, this song Carlisle Lake, which is a really simple song. There's just a couple ideas repeated through it. Things... Uh, about the song, it kind of starts off uh, playing off of Fleetwood Mac's Don't Stop Thinking About Tomorrow. And uh, except he says, oh, stop thinking about tomorrow. Don't stop thinking about today. It's almost this um, picture of somebody who has a lot going on, a lot on their mind, things that they need to change, uh, things that they need to make decisions about maybe, and they are going to the lake um, to maybe think about them, but also maybe just forget about them, which maybe is commentary on the creation of a man-made lake, how much of that is thinking forward long-term and how much of it is in the moment we want this lake to enjoy, to swim in, to vacation to. But how does it infect that environment to kind of create this lake? But I don't know. I'm not really sure if that's actually what's going on in this song. My other question is, um, so the repeated line about, oh, stop thinking about tomorrow, don't stop thinking about today. Uh, you're not getting any younger. You've got nothing to explain. If that is Sufyan singing to this man or human, um, or whether it's this inner dialogue of this person who is trying to escape all of their problems and issues, which I think could also be a really uh, strong theme of the lake. You go to the lake to get away from the city, I guess, uh, which isn't the truth for LSD, but I think that's often the, the picture somebody gets when they think of going to the lake. This song is super Sufjani, and it's got a lot going on instrumentally, which I really love. Lots of um, kind of quirky, clangy sounds, lots of horns. And this was this is some of my favorite kind of Sufjan. Also, the song is largely instrumental, and it has just this kind of like shorter chunk at the end that has lyrics on it. Otherwise, it's, um, yeah, a little bit chaotic and just fun and rhythmic and fun. 
So, yeah, I kind of wonder if that also just represents a bit of tension between I'm going to the lake to escape, but I am also, I can't help but think about all of these resolutions and uh, ways that they're going to affect whatever things, whatever decisions um, that they have in the future. So Carlisle Lake, if you haven't listened to it, I know Avalanche is not one of um, Sufjan Stevens' most popular albums, but it's got some really good gems on it, so definitely check that out too if you're if you're a fan of his. Um, I have another brand new song for you, and uh, my discovery of the song has really come out of a recent announcement that not only is Mary J. Blige going on tour, but she is going on tour with Maxwell, who hasn't recorded anything in the last seven years. So apparently right now, all of the brilliant neo-soul artists are like coming back out of the woodwork. First D'Angelo, then Bilal was doing his Prince tribute at the BET Awards. And um, and now we've got a new album from Maxwell. Um, and sure enough, I haven't listened to the album yet, but this song, Lake by the Ocean, is not Cake by the Ocean. Not to be confused with Cake by the Ocean. In fact, I just realized now how similar those sound. But Lake by the Ocean is pretty classically Maxwell in its uber sexiness and his beautiful, stunning use of falsetto. Uh, This song is great, and um, I've really only listened to it a, a few times as I don't want to make myself too sad and disappointed that I'm actually not going to be able to go to the Mary J. Blige Maxwell show, even though these two musicians are like on the top of my list of uh, I haven't seen them live yet and I want to. Anyway, I'll just have to wait. Now is not the time. There will be another tour someday. Maybe not with both of them though, so. In the light of the sun, I was dazed, I was burned, I was lost. Deep in the storm of a grave, had a bed as a coffin. You were only the one that made me fulfilled Only the thing that made me reveal My destiny was the forest, beach of the forest Anything ain't nothing, it's just, it's just you Just us, nobody but love on trust So this is a really different song from the others. Uh, Lake by the Ocean is super, super sexy. I think I already mentioned that. Um, It's questionable whether Lake in this situation is innuendo for sex, but I actually wonder if there's something else going on and I could be wrong and it could be both. So, so Lake by the Ocean uh, is in some ways kind of the opposite of Bonnie Bear's Calgary in that Uh, It actually kind of starts with maybe more uncertainty and ends with just pure love and infatuation. Um, Because in the beginning, uh, he, uh, in the light of the sun, he's burnt. He has a bed as a coffin. And there's something, there's something oppressive about this first verse. And Maxwell actually talks about the fact that this song kind of came out of heartbreak, even though it's a song about connecting uh, to lovers. And so there's a part of me that kind of wonders if in this sense, this 
lake or ocean or body of water that they're escaping to is one of not just escape, but uh, one of cleansing and one of almost like a rebaptism of this relationship. They're going there to connect to one another. There's nothing but them. Uh, so there's nobody else there to kind of get in the middle of things. So I wonder like maybe if somebody was cheated on and they're going to go and just remind each other who they are and that they love each other. And um, why is this lake by the ocean? Partially because it just sounds really cool. But I think there's also this comparison of the lake being a much smaller body of water and maybe a more accessible, uh, less threatening invitation. So let's go for, for a swim in the lake as opposed to a swim in the ocean. Let's just dip our toes into this relationship and let us be together. And, you know, maybe there's just the sense of maybe we're not ready for a commitment, but we're going to give this a shot and just let us figure each other out. Um, Maybe that's all it is. Maybe it's just a a one night stand or a no strings attached kind of situation. I don't know, but it's great. And it just brings to mind a different way of thinking about how a lake could be used in a different, uh, as a different kind of image in a song. Um, But also if you don't know the new Maxwell, then you're welcome. I really want to end this song uh, that seems maybe the most appropriate for where I am right now. And it's called Lake House by Of Monsters and Men. Uh, This is our first uh, non-American band on this particular list. Of Monsters and Men are a really cool Icelandic group. And they're a lot of fun. Um, They kind of remind me a little bit of of early Mumford and Sons, except for with a female vocalist, which she's, she's one of my favorites. I, I love her voice and I love their sound. Uh, it's super, super folky. And again, kind of hits that sense of what I think of when I think of the lake, um, acoustic guitars, maybe by a fire. And so, yeah, of Monsters and Men, uh, doesn't ever talk about the lake in the song, but it's called Lake House. And the image is that they sing about are very, very specific and kind of call to mind maybe even uh, memories or really specific um, pictures and, and feelings. Um, so it begins with this house kind of welcoming them in. Uh, the floorboards are whispering, come in, come in. It actually reminds me a lot of the cabin that I'm staying in right now. They call it cottage in Ontario, and I'm still getting used to that, cottage. Um but it is more of a cabin because this one's kind of rustic and, and a bit older and super comfortable. And I'm looking through a gigantic window at the lake. And uh, and this song um, has a few moments where it's just kind of like telling a story without being super clear about it. There's wildlife, so you know you're away from city life. One of the main reoccurring themes is, can you chase this fire away? Which makes me wonder if it is, uh, does have a little bit of the sense of Carlisle Lake did, where they're escaping to the lake, hoping that it will quench the chaotic fires of their life, whether it's a relational fire or whatever. Um, But like, can I get to this lake house and have it cure all of my problems? Can I go to this kind of idealistic, perfect place? and forget all of my other woes. I miss the comfort of this house 
Where we are, where we are, where we are, where we are. The floor under our feet whispers out. Come on in, come on in, where it all begins. Can you check? The other repeated bit is we in the fall we sleep all day, and yeah, I don't know what's going on there, but I like that too. It's this kind of idea of like falling asleep to all the issues and all the questions and and all of your potential、uh, regrets or whatnot. And then in terms of the imagery as well, it's got you know worn out shoes,、uh, this kind of interaction with a wild fox.、Uh, there's this man. Who looks like he's floating? He's on a boat, and、um, these just these very brief moments where we're able to kind of picture the place that they're in. And so, yeah. So I don't know if these lake songs have felt maybe a little late because maybe some of you got to spend some time on a lake in the summer, and so this kind of feels like a little bit late. But I hope that there are times during this year that you can escape, whether it's to a literal lake or somewhere where you can kind of cleanse yourself. Of your kind of mundane worries. So there you have it. Six lake songs.、Uh, a couple thoughts that I had considered were、um, Black Lake, but from Bjork's、um, most recent album Volnikira, and、uh, I did not choose it because it's not really、uh, about a lake at all. It's a metaphor for her heart after a really nasty breakup, and it's also super not just angsty, but like. Depressing, so I didn't really feel like it worked super well with the songs that I'd already chosen.、Um, and then the last song that I considered adding, I think I'm gonna just let play out, and it's a Bruce Coburn song called "Deep Lake." And、uh, this song is an instrumental, which is my favorite kind of Bruce, Bruce Coburn song. <laughs> I love his、uh, instrumental guitar, acoustic guitar songs, and I'm not a huge fan of his voice, although. He's a great songwriter,、um, so I think I am going to just add that onto the end here and let it play out. And I guess that means I do officially have some CanCon on this episode. So congratulations to me. And in the meantime, you've been playlisted. Have a good one. <laughs>